This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This is Bunny Michael. Connecting to your higher self is an unlearning process, unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. Success, fulfilling relationships, self-acceptance, inner peace, all of that begins when we realize that that is what we deserve, what we've always deserved. Aligning with your higher self is an awakening process and it is no easy feat. But as you will learn from the callers on this podcast, our journeys might look different, but our path is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hi, my loves. Welcome to another episode. It is so nice to be here with you. We are a few days away from... Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, I hope whatever you're celebrating this holiday season, that you are cozy, that you're safe, that you're being very gentle with yourself. Obviously, this season is not easy for a lot of people. Um, It can be very, very triggering. Our wounds are coming up, our childhood stuff, memories, and stuff like that. One of the things that I find so helpful though in the face is to know that you can create your own traditions. You can do something that is new and reflective of who you are now. You can curate your holiday to be something special for yourself, even if you're spending it with uh, relatives or parent figures. Um, Do something that is just all about you. You know, I'm not a religious person, But I do find a lot of magic when it comes to like this time of year because it is the ending of a year, the beginning of a new year. We're um, one day away from the winter solstice as I record this. I think when this comes out, it's actually going to be on the winter solstice. So it is a time of reflection and it's also like a time of quiet, inner, sacred connection. And I think it's good to have some kind of ritual for yourself uh, for the end of the year, for the season, just some kind of acknowledgement of how well you've done this year, how much you've survived This year, 2022, has not been easy, and we really need to make sure to take some time to acknowledge how amazing we really are and how courageous it is for us to be always addressing our stuff, trying to be accountable, um, trying to show up with love. It's just, we're amazing creatures. We really, really are. And so on that note, before we get to the questions, I wanted to read you a poem that is one of my favorite poems. And I think it can maybe serve as some inspiration for your 
sacred spiritual ritual that you're going to come up with. And honestly, the ritual could be literally just writing yourself a letter or lighting a candle, just some kind of acknowledgement of how far you've come and what a beautiful creature you are. Okay. So here's the poem. It is by Mary Oliver. The spirit likes to dress up like this, 10 fingers, 10 toes, shoulders, and all the rest at night in the black branches in the morning, in the blue branches of the world. It could float, of course, but would rather plumb rough matter, airy and shapeless thing. It needs the metaphor of the body, lime and appetite, the oceanic fluids. It needs the body's world, instinct and imagination and the dark hug of time, sweetness and tangibility to be understood, to be more than pure light that burns where no one is. So it enters us in the morning, shines from brute comfort like a stitch of lightning, and at night lights up the deep and wondrous drownings of the body like a star. Okay, let's get to the questions. Hi, Bunny. Um, <laughs> my name's Leah, and uh, I <laughs> I've been a listener for um, maybe about a year now, but I've actually listened to every single episode, and um, I had I finished um, just like the regular. Uh, episodes and then I was like you know what I have to sign up for the Patreon because I really 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 just feel so connected to um, the work that you're doing and everybody who sends in their questions and all that um, I'm a little bit <laughs> just kind of giggly and shy right now because I've been wanting to call or leave um a question for a while now and I right now am just going through some deep uh, emotions that have been with me for a while and um, long story short hopefully the voicemail doesn't cut off um, long story short I have a biological father that I have never met, and um, I am experiencing a younger sibling that has been trying to reach out to me, and it's a really long story, but um, basically his mother, my biological father's mother, reached out to me over Facebook about... 10, 12 years ago, um, I'm 32 now, and I met her a couple times, and she was just such a sweet woman, um, but, like, she had given my phone number to two of my younger siblings that I've never met, and um, I'm the oldest, um, even out of my siblings, that I do know and that I did grow up with, and... Um, I just have a lot of emotion when it comes to 
that side of my family as far as like getting to know them. And I think my younger sibling, um, a sister that's been reaching out to me, I think that she is maybe about 17 now and just she probably calls me and texts me maybe like once or twice every couple months and like I haven't I talked to her a couple times a couple years ago and it was just like she was asking for like money and me to buy her a new cell phone and at the time like I mean I was just really not in the place for it but also like that's not exactly what I'm here for um in our relationship and I I don't know her I mean she's a lot younger than me and I guess I'm just like I've talked to my therapist about and everything and like she's just like you know you don't have to talk to her you don't have you know you don't owe her anything and um you know she's just like you don't have to apologize or anything um you know for your absence but there's just a lot of guilt in me and I think it's because I do have younger siblings that I try to be there for and I guess like I just have this feeling of like oh I don't have enough space or room emotionally to let anybody else in especially that side of my family there is a lot of like just drug abuse and jail and all kinds of stuff that have you know had to do with my biological father and it's just like I just don't know how to how to like do this with her. I mean, because she really is just constantly like, Hey, like I wanna talk and I want to have a bond with you and like I, I feel feel guilty about it and yet I'm like terrified. I feel like a child. You know, I I feel not like a grown woman when it comes to this situation. And I mean, obviously there's so many layers to it and just even more to it that I can't explain in one voicemail, but um, whatever you're intuitively getting from this situation, I would love to hear. Um, Thank you so, so much for all that you do. I'm just, I'm so grateful and really amazing that I can even call in right now. So thank you so much. Love everybody. Bye. Hello, love. Well, first of all, thank you so much for your sweet and kind messages, for listening to every episode of the podcast. That is so sweet. We love to hear it. I absolutely agree with your therapist. You are under no obligation to have a relationship with a family member, especially if it is too triggering or not feeling emotionally safe or feeling detrimental to your own healing path. And I think probably most of us listening to this episode at this time have had some kind of similar experience with a family member. Maybe there's somebody in our family who's hurt us, or maybe somebody that we just don't get along with, or it feels very negative being around them and you need to have boundaries with them because it's it's not healthy for you, right? I mean, relationships are energy that we put into our life. And just like everything else we put into our life, we have to assess, is this something healthy for me or is this not healthy for me? 
And I also just want to remind you that however you feel about this right now isn't the end all be all. So don't put all of this pressure on yourself that whatever I decide, whatever kind of relationship I'm having with her right now is the way it's going to be for the rest of our lives because you might feel differently. And also she's 18 right now and she's going to grow up and have more emotional maturity. And so you could end up being really, really close further on down the line. But for now, you know intuitively that this is not healthy for you. It's too much. And our higher self is constantly speaking to us. Our higher self is like a compass towards the path of love, the path of healing, the path of self-acceptance. And listening to that inner voice and listening to our heart isn't easy because that's not what we were what we were trained to do. And often it feels extremely uncomfortable. And I think that's exactly what's happening to you right now. It's feeling very, very uncomfortable. It's bringing up feelings of guilt. Um, and so you question it, right? Because you feel it feels so bad in the moment. You're like, should I listen to this? Because this isn't feeling bad. But the truth is our higher self often guides us to paths that are very uncomfortable, often guides us to make choices that are extremely challenging because it's trying to disrupt the patterns in our life that are not healthy for us, that are not helpful towards our own self-acceptance and our own healing journey. So it makes sense that it would be uncomfortable. (laughs) The choice, the healthy choice would be uncomfortable, especially if you're used to doing what doesn't feel good all of the time, because you feel that sort of obligation to put yourself second. I also think something that could be helpful in terms of making that boundary is to communicate that to some degree, and maybe you can work on this with your therapist, but right now you're in a position where every time she texts, you get a surge of anxiety. You're like, should I text back? Should I not text back? What should I say? What should I not say? You're not being necessarily fully honest about your true availability with her, even when she's bringing up things like, I want to have a relationship. So having that kind of communication about, Hey, you know, I just want to let you know that I really care about you. I'm just working on my healing right now with issues with our dad. And this is our relationship is really triggering for me, or this is bringing up a lot of wounds. And so it's not easy for me. And that's why I need like a little space or, or something like that. I mean, I'm just kind of wondering if, that will actually put you in a position to where you're not constantly um, plagued by this guilt and uncertainty or or what you should say and it, and it causing so much disruption and you not having any control over that disruption because you can just randomly like get a text message from her and, and it feels bad. Maybe work on that with your therapist if, if there's some way that you could communicate some kind of boundary. And You know, being a big sister is often demonstrating healthy boundaries. It sounds to me like that might have been something that was lacking on that side of the family. 
And even though it's not easy to tell somebody that, when you demonstrate that you're trying to work on your own healing and and that you're creating boundaries that are are right for you, that is actually being an incredible example of what it looks like to put your healing first so that you can have healthy relationships. And in that way, you are being a big sister to her and in a very, very beautiful way, even though it seems kind of counterintuitive, but you're demonstrating what healing looks like. It's messy, it's complicated, it's not easy, but it's the most important thing that you can do for yourself because everybody deserves to heal and everybody deserves to have a life where they can access that inner peace within themselves and curate their life as much as possible to reflect that. There's some things that are not going to be in your control, but there are some things, including our boundaries, that we can help ourselves, put ourselves in a better position to live more joyful, healthy lives. You are such a caring, empathetic person You are doing an amazing job at your healing path. So this is just really about you trusting yourself, trusting what you need is okay, is important, is valid, listening to your higher self and continuing on your path. You're doing an amazing job and I'm sending you so much love. Hi, Bunny. Um, Well, before I leave the voice message, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all that you do for your listeners and just the world, the universe at large. Um, I remember first discovering you, oh my God, I think I was in high school, um, and your higher self memes, um, and you really opened my eyes to the idea of me having a higher self. Uh, I think a lot of people having higher self, I didn't know what that was until I come across your page. So I'm really so grateful for that. Um, it's really changed my life and inspired me to lead with love. Uh, and yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. Uh, so what I want to talk about today, um, and I'm really glad I got myself to do it because I've been contemplating whether or not to leave a voice message, uh, but I think it's really time for me. Uh, to do so. So, uh, for some background, back in March, well, this happened back in March of 2022, but um, even before that, uh, I recently graduated from college, so very proud of myself, glad I finished out strong, especially through the pandemic, Um, but since graduating from college, I did experience uh, losses of friendship, which were really unfortunate, and that's what I want to talk about. So, when I was first admitted to the school that I graduated from in 2020, I had made uh, really close connections with a group of four people. Um, it was incredible. It was amazing. It really helped me through COVID, um, through quarantine. Uh, we would communicate via Zoom. We had met on our online classes all through Zoom. Uh, so it was great. And um, the month shortly thereafter, like I had 
have fallen out with two of the four people. Um, and I've definitely made, like, spiritual amends with my falling out with them. Um, I take personal responsibility for us having a falling out. And, of course, like, I feel like there's to blame as well. Like, we both play equal parts in the falling out. So, anyway, um, that's important because through the falling out with these two people, I have still remained very close to one of these people in the group. No matter our falling out, um, this person was still very much willing to be my friend and take sides, which really meant the world to me because I felt very isolated and alone. Um, and I knew that they would all still talk without me. And so it felt really good to have a friend that no matter what had happened between me and these two other people, we could still remain friends um, and be adults. Like, it felt really nice. So we had all these plans to hang out, and it was great. You know, we're like, oh, what are we going to do? We're going to do this, that, and that. So anyway, um, I moved away to, uh, to work through school in another state, and we had still kept communications. It was very brief and infrequent, but nonetheless, I still felt really close to this person. So fast forward to March. Oh, no, sorry. Late January of 2022, I finally get to school. We're both on campus. We hang out with each other. It's so fun. It's great. You know, we're getting very close. They're saying things like, you know, I love you so much. You're such a good friend. I love you. Uh, Let's do this together. Let's do that. Like, very um, intimate conversations are being had. Uh, This person loves me a lot. You know, that's what they're saying. And it feels great. Like, but also it felt in the moment, it felt so wonderful, um, but also it felt a little strange. It's like, wow, like, I, I know I've known you for almost two years, but, you know, this feels a lot like love bombing. It's kind of uncomfortable, but I didn't pay any mind to it. Of course, in retrospect, I realized that, but I didn't pay any mind to it. So, anyway, it felt very uncomfortable, but it was fun, you know, and like, um, late February 2022, we're doing more things together, and it's so great, and, you know, things are so fun, and then, um, Kind of what fell out of nowhere, especially because our conversations have become so intimate, we have become so super close. Um, out of nowhere, this person stopped talking to me very much, um, stopped like responding to my text messages, um, and I'm confused because you know it threw me off completely. We were very close for like three weeks, and then you know one day they're not responding to me, and I. I also played a part in projecting. I think I projected a lot of fear, and I was like, what's wrong with people? So that they were dealing with mental health matters, which to me, okay, I totally understand, but it still feels weird because, you know, you were so close to me. You love me so much. You want to do everything with me to, like, I don't want to talk to you. But, again, I just thought, I get it. You know, I've gotten like that where it has nothing to do with the other person. But experience that, of course, probably had everything to do with me. So um, I kept making assumptions, and then, of course, I was, like, checking social media, very toxically checking. I have noticed that the person I had a falling out with that previous year in that same group had walked me, which kind of stood out as a, as a red flag because I hadn't even talked to this person in a very long time, and for them to block me, and then I noticed that they're hanging out with, you know, the person that i become so close with um, was very, like, red flag to me. I'm like, okay, this is, like, there's something larger going on that I don't realize. Um, so, anyway, I realized I got blocked. It really upset me. And um, I reached out to them. I'm like, what's going on? Like, um, you know, can we talk? 
And they had lasting messages about picking up stuff that I had left, like, in their living space. They're like, oh, well, you know, your stuff that you left here is outside. I'm like, okay, like, what the fuck? Like, I, what's going on? Like, we are super close, and now you want me to go pick up my things? And I asked, can we talk? I called them. They were at work. They couldn't talk. Anyways, never called me back, but did reply with a really nasty message um, about me being disrespectful of boundaries, me flaking, me um, basically just a really nasty message. I would read it verbatim, but it's so upsetting, and I just kind of grab bullet points from it. Um, it makes sense why I have no friends in that area or in school, like, um, Basically, everything that I confided with uh, this person, uh, they had used it against me pretty much. Like, everything I said, I'm super insecure about not making friends. I'm, you know, really worried that this, that, that. They took what I had said in our most intimate conversations and weaponized them and said, it makes sense why you have no friends, why no one wants to be with you, um, reevaluate your life pretty much. Um, yeah, so it was a message that was really like a fuck you to me and, um, really triggering, really upsetting. Uh, I remember like that night that I got it, I had to reply and, um, I'm sure they blocked me because they never read the message or maybe they didn't block me, who knows. But, um, I just cried hysterically and since that day, uh, it's been really hard for me to make friends. I had a great summer, like I let a lot of what happened go in the time being, but I realized that it was super traumatizing me. And moving forward and making friends, uh, I'm really worried that, you know, I'm going to get ghosted again and that every time I decide in someone, they're going to weaponize my insecurities at some point in time. Um, and it's just super upsetting. That whole situation was extremely upsetting. And for a while, I said, you know, I'm going to wish the best of this person. So then I realized that was a form of attachment. Is wishing them well? I don't know. Is it? No. Um, so I'm reaching out to you because I really just want to finalize this spiritually, mentally. I want clarity. And I want to be done with this person um, once and for all. And finally move through um, the grieving process. And also it's very hard for me some friends because they're still actively friends with this person and um, you know I've never talked to them about it but like this person was now that I'm reevaluating like the message was incredibly abusive and this person is this incredibly abusive person um, and it's hard because you know they also sit for um, you know so many things on being socially progressive and being this, like, unity figurehead of change and uh, growth and, you know, all these wonderful things, and they're still very much involved in the same organizing circles, and little do they know, this person is, has an incredibly abusive past, so it's really hard for me to keep friends with them. I do want to say something to them, but I feel like I'm being a dead horse at this point. Um, and yeah, so seeking advice, seeking clarity, and hope that I can move on once and for all, and 
look at that memory as something that happened to me that really hurt, but also was great and without blame to myself because for a while I questioned that I'm really a bad person. I have no self-awareness. I don't know. But thank you so much, Benny, for all that you do. Have a lovely day, and I just love you so much. Bye. Hi, babe. I'm sorry that this situation has been so shitty and hurtful to you. And I'm sorry that you've been treated this way. You don't deserve it. What's obvious to me is that she felt hurt by you. And so she wanted to hurt you back. Now, why she felt hurt could be from a number of reasons. It could be something that you did. It could just be something that you symbolize for her. It could be something that you trigger in her. It could be something that um, she's trying to show loyalty to another person. (sighs) There's any number of reasons and motivations she had to send you a text that said things that were really, really hurtful and to treat you like that rather than just being compassionate and honest. And if you wanted to end the friendship, just say, you know what, this friendship isn't working for me. Like, I wish you all the best there, but no, she chose to say things that she knew would hurt you because doing that was going to make her feel better about herself. Now, the reason why doing that would make her feel better about herself could be a number of things, maybe a mix of things, but a lot of that motivation comes from some stuff that probably has nothing to do with you. But now you're left in the aftermath with these words that were said to you and now they're playing in your head and it's hurtful (laughs) because that's what the intention was. The intention was for you to play out those words and to believe them. And there's a lot of people out in our world who are misguided and who in a moment of control by their own wounds, they think that they can be empowered by belittling other people. They think that that's the source of their worth is to make other people feel small. And to some degree, we've all done that, right? We've all said things to people out of our own insecurities, our own feelings of inadequacy or our own wounds that we said to hurt them because we were hurt. Things that weren't true, but we said them because we felt like that was our only way to feel empowered in the situation. So that's really what happened in that text message. You got a bunch of messages that aren't true, but that are trying intentionally to make you feel bad about yourself. Now you have a choice as to what narrative you're taking out of this situation. And this is, this is true of like all our breakups, whether it's romantic, platonic, we get to choose what we want to carry with us from that experience. And unfortunately, what happens a lot of the time when somebody hurts us is we carry with us the narr- their narrative, their thoughts, their words, their hurtful words, and we turn that into some kind of truth. And that's what creates these wounds that we carry with us, right? These beliefs 
this conditioning from that experience. Or we can consciously choose differently and say, you know what I'm taking out of this situation? The opposite. I'm taking the opposite. I'm taking whatever the opposite of those words were. She said, I, I'm not worthy of having friends. You know what I'm taking out of that? Is that I am absolutely worthy of having friends, that I am an amazing friend, that I am communicative, I'm honest, I have good boundaries, I understand when things aren't working, I move past them, I want to talk things out instead of just pretending like nothing's going on and just like ghosting people. Like I am a really good friend. And you have that choice. So what is the narrative that you're going to take out of this? And this is something that you just have to remind yourself. When her words pop in your head, nope, not going down that road because none of that is true. I know who I am. I know what matters to me. Yes, I can make mistakes, but guess what? You wanted to talk it out. You gave her the opportunity to talk it out. What's going on? Let's work this out. And she wasn't there, right? She didn't want to do that. I also think a lesson out of this, and I think we can all learn from, or we can, and I need this too, is nobody wants to feel like somebody doesn't like them. It sucks to know that there's somebody out in the world who doesn't like you, right? That's like a really shitty feeling. But we're going to have people in our lives that don't like us. And the sooner we accept that, the better. Like not not everybody is going to like us. Some people are going to think that we suck. Like that's going to be part of being a human being in this world. We don't like everybody. We love everybody. We want everybody to be healed. We recognize that everybody has a higher self and we and we know that everybody has the capacity to love within them. But we don't like everybody. We don't want to hang out with everybody. And that's okay. And we shouldn't expect everybody to like us. We shouldn't hold ourselves up to that standard. And if somebody doesn't like us, okay. Okay. We're obviously not meant to be together. And I'm really, really glad that that relationship ended relatively quickly when it was so intense for those few weeks and you didn't listen to your intuition about kind of maybe this being a red flag. So out of this situation, you're learning what friendship really is to you, what really matters to you. And that's actually enabling you to have better friendships in your life. And when somebody's trying to intentionally hurt us, What they're doing is they're honing in on our own self-loathing and they're amplifying that voice. Basically, they're doing, saying to you the opposite of what your higher self would say to you, right? And she knew exactly what to say because you had shared those insecurities and those fears. So she knew what the opposite of your higher self would say. And so what you need to do and respond is to respond with the voice of your higher self that says, nope, it's the opposite. Actually, I'm a really good person. I care about people. I do my best. I show up. I'm not perfect. 
Nobody is, but I love myself. And my friendship is a gift. Anytime somebody hurts us and and comes at us with this voice of self-loathing or these insults or this hurt, we counter that by using it as an opportunity to really hone in on the voice of our higher self even more deeply. And I can see the connection between what happened with those other two friends, the story, the narrative you took from that, the fears you took from that, sharing those fears with this person and now it coming out again, like these fears, these, those thoughts, that's the, the real issue. That's what needs to be healed. Those beliefs about yourself. I know you're going to make amazing, amazing friendships out of this. And most people in the world are good people who also are trying to do their best, who don't ghost, you know? So trust your path. The universe is taking care of you and giving you this curriculum so that you can have a more joyful, fulfilling life and more healthy relationships. Sometimes the lesson comes in like really difficult packages, but ultimately it's all because the universe loves you and wants you to fully awaken to how wonderful you are and how amazing it is that you are part of all creation. Wishing you all the best. The following question was submitted on our site. Dear Bunny, I haven't been able to feel joy and pleasure lately. My energy has felt really depleted and even the smallest things feel difficult. I don't feel like I am me and I feel in my head and shut off from my own body. All I want to do is connect with people close to me, but it feels hard to do. I have a lot of trauma in my past and I want to move forward and be present, but that feels really hard right now. I feel like a small child. I feel stuck. I see a psychologist and we're working on emotional regulation, compassion, and self-worth. My higher self knows this is temporary, but I often don't feel that as a truth in my body. Any advice on this would be wholly appreciated. Wishing you love and thank you. Hi, babe. Well, yeah, your higher self is absolutely right that it is temporary. And it's totally understandable, especially on this healing journey, that we go through phases where things are more difficult. It's more difficult to feel present, we feel exhausted, we feel emotionally drained, we feel anxious, we feel tense in our body. We don't feel that connection. And I had a year of a lot of that because I was so like tense with getting my book done. I was holding all of this stuff in my body. And one of the things that I think could be really helpful is to try out some kind of somatic healing practice. Somatic just basically means of the body. And there's a lot of healers out there and a lot of techniques to getting back connected with your body and using your body as a vessel for healing and for channeling into the present because our bodies are actually these amazing portals to the present moment. If you think about it, even when you do like a meditation and there's a lot of meditation teachers out there who are getting you to be like mindful 
of the aliveness in your body. And that can really shoot you into the present moment because our bodies are these amazing portals to accessing a deeper awareness, uh, a presence, our own aliveness, our spirit that is inside of us. So there's all kinds of somatic practices. Like there's breath work, which is something that I've been doing, which I found really, really helpful. There's somatic massage. Um, my really good friend, Sada Simone, who was also a guest on this podcast, he has his own method called the saw method. And it's this really awesome movement exercises that get you in touch with your spirit. I definitely recommend looking into that. So there's all these other forms of healing. And as people who are on this healing path, a lot of times that means experimenting with different types of healing, trying out different kinds of things. Um, if we feel stuck or if we feel like we need a different kind of inspiration, like you intuitively feel like you're disconnected from your body, getting back connected with your body. A lot of people feel like that, right? It doesn't mean anything is wrong. It just means that you need more support and you need a different kind of support. Being a human being on this planet is so hard. It's so hard. And so we need all the different kinds of support that is available. And it's amazing that you're going to your psychologist and working on yourself and addressing that trauma. And somatic healing can be a great way to continually work on your trauma. So definitely look into that and just also make sure that the voice that is judging you for where you are or what you're having difficulty with in your healing Try to be mindful of not listening to that voice because lots of times when we're on the healing path, we can be very hierarchical about where we think we should be on the healing path. Like we think because we're struggling or having a hard time or in a phase that is really, really hard that somehow we're doing something wrong or we're not doing enough. We're not healed enough. We're not present enough. And the most important part of healing is our higher self voice, which is saying that wherever you are is enough. Whatever you're dealing with is enough. You are enough always. You are whole always. So even when it comes to the things that we're working on changing, how we sustain that change, how we sustain that growth, how we just sustain disrupting those patterns is by accessing that compassionate voice within our hearts, that voice of our higher self that is saying, Underneath it all, you have always been been enough. You are whole. Even your wounds, even all the things that you're working on healing, like it's all part of you, who you are right now. And it's all okay. It's all allowed to be here. Part of accessing the present moment is just this profound sense of allowing, surrendering to what is just allowing everything to be okay right now in this moment. Just take it one day at a time, sending you so much love. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you to everyone sending in questions. Take care of yourself. Kara and I will be doing a special Christmas bonus episode this week from our home. It's going to be coming out on Saturday. So if you are not an Apple subscriber, Patreon subscriber, make sure to sign up. Thank you for all of your support and take care. I love you so much. And so does your higher self. I will see you next week. Bye.